and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, in my sermon on the Good Samaritan from last week, I mentioned how Samaritans would have been hated by Jews. And the reason for this is that they were part of a people whose Jewish heritage had been adulterated through intermarriage. And not only that, but their observance to Judaism was regarded as corrupt. And as a result, Samaritans were considered outsiders to God's covenant people, and they were to be avoided at all costs. The irony in this is that in today's gospel, nine Jews and one Samaritan have now banded together. Now, why would these ten men, who supposedly hate each other, do such a crazy thing? Well, the reason for this is that they had been infected with leprosy. Now, leprosy was a horrible disease, and the picture on on the front of your bulletin is hardly sufficient. Leprosy first attacks your skin, produces boils and scabs and turning it white and yellow. The disease develops uh, and the person's hair falls out. Frequently, the nose and the lips would be eaten away and the bones and joints would dissolve. Ultimately, the body would wither away and ultimately bringing about one's death. And as awful as this sounds, it's actually worse than this. According to the law of Moses, if an individual was deemed unclean, uh, was deemed a leper by a priest... The man was officially considered unclean, and all of his clothing, all of his possessions would be burned. And in order to protect the community from the man's uncleanliness, he would be kicked out of that community. That means he would be cut off from his family and friends, and worst of all, he would be cut off from the temple itself, the temple with its sacrifices, the place where God came to his people. And so it is that the gospel this day places before us ten men that have bounded together in order to provide aid and support for one another in their time of difficulty. And yet notice what is the first thing that they do. In their time of need, they go directly to Jesus himself. And instead of crying out, unclean, unclean, as the law of Moses commanded to them to, instead of that, they lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You cry the same prayer. You're familiar with this prayer as well. You just said it. Along with the Lord's Prayer, God, our cry for mercy is one of the most common prayers that we Christians pray to God. This cry for mercy is at the heart of our faith in Christ. 
It's a turning away from self-reliance, that is a reliance upon ourself, to reliance upon God and His mercy that He gives to us on account of Christ Jesus. And this disease of leprosy that we see in our gospel for this day, and the way that it was treated in the Old Testament actually points to a greater disease that affects each and every single one of us. And that is the disease of original sin. And original sin is more than just disobeying God's law in your thoughts, in your words, and in your actions. Original sin is infectious, debilitating, it's deadly. And it goes beyond the skin all the way to your heart. Can't avoid it. Every person since Adam has been affected by original sin. And so acknowledging that our sin merits eternal death and our desperate need for God's salvation, we rightly cry out, Lord, have mercy on us. Acknowledging that we deserve to be cast out from the holy assembly to die a horrible, even deadly death in hell. We cry out, Lord, have mercy on us. And yet there is hope in this cry for mercy. We seek the Lord and cry out to Him. We're completely reliant upon Him to receive Forgiveness, life, and salvation for Jesus' sake. And yet, have you ever wondered why we cry out for mercy in the divine service? Even after we had already confessed our sins and received absolution for it? Well, the reliance upon God isn't just a reliance upon God for forgiveness. It's a reliance upon God for everything that we need to support us in this body and life. Everything that we are, everything that we have, everything that we need is dependent upon the mercy of God. We see our dependency upon Him as we suffer illnesses. As we suffer broken relationships, financial strains, hardships, even death. Lord, have mercy on us. We see our dependency upon Him to rule and bring order into the world. As we hear of wars and rumors of wars. Lord, have mercy on us. We see our dependency upon Him as hurricanes descend upon our country, stranding people without homes, without food, as we see wildfires rage, destroy homes and businesses and lives. Lord, have mercy on us. In the face of their adversity, the ten lepers went to the right person. Their adversity Their disease taught them that they couldn't rely upon themselves. And so they go to Jesus and they cry out to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. 
Jesus had mercy upon these men, for as they went, they were cleansed. And yet God's mercy isn't dependent upon the faithfulness of one's cry for mercy. God is merciful because of His love for us in Christ Jesus. God desires mercy, not sacrifice. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? The nine lepers wanted mercy from God. They cried out to Jesus in their time of need. However, once they received his mercy, they felt like Jesus was no longer needed. In their mind, Jesus had served his purpose, and then they forgot him. Sadly, we see this type of ingratitude all the time, don't we? And if truth be told, we're guilty of it too. We cry out to Jesus for mercy when we need him, but once those troubles have passed, how easily we forget him. Our cries for mercy cease And we never return to give thanks and praise to him. And if we do, our thanksgiving is often short-lived. To the nine that didn't turn back, Jesus responds with this rebuke. Where are they? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? But to the Samaritan who had returned to Jesus who praised God with a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And to this, Jesus says, rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. Literally, Jesus says here, your faith has saved you. Though redeemed, God would have you go to him continually, both in your time of need, And also, when things are going well. He would have you go to Him so that you would live by faith in God, knowing and receiving that He is merciful to you for Christ's sake. As your chief chief high priest, Jesus doesn't stand far off from you. He draws near to you. He bears the leprosy of your sin and the death it brings, and he offers up his own body on the cross of the altar to cleanse you, to save you from the sin of your illness of sin. He's the one acceptable sacrifice who appeases God's wrath. And through his holy and precious blood, he covers all of your sins. He restores you to fellowship with God. And through His blood, He richly and daily provides you with all that you need in this life. So go to Jesus. 
Go continually to your high priest, Jesus. Go to his temple. That is his church. Continually cry out to him. Lord, have mercy. Receive the healing that Jesus has earned for you through his death on the cross. Fall on your knees before him. He is present here in his church, at his altar, at his font, in his word, bringing you forgiveness, life, and salvation. Go and show yourself to him who heals you of all of your sins. And glorify him with a loud voice in your song and in your prayers. And show mercy to those around you. For you have received mercy from God. Go to God. Receive and give thanks to Him. This thanksgiving is a natural response to faith. Christians complete prayers and cries for mercy with uplifted voices of thanksgiving. Worship attendance, that is your presence here in this community gathered around word and sacrament, is a response of grateful hearts. Christians gather where Jesus is. Christians go to where Jesus is to hear his word and to receive his forgiveness, life, and salvation through his sacraments. Christians come together with other repentant sinners, begging for the mercy that God gives to us. And we respond with thanksgiving. It's two weeks in a row now that we've heard accounts of Samaritans. Last week we heard of the good Samaritan and now this week we heard of the Samaritan who falls down at Jesus' feet and worships him as Lord. In two weeks in a row we see that the divine character of Jesus is to show mercy. And he comes to show us that same mercy today. Every week, every divine service, in the midst of your troubles of life. He comes to you so that you may be cleansed of your sins by His blood and to live in His grace by faith until you are brought to the place of complete and total healing eternally with Him in heaven. God be praised. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.